Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name is Dan O'Rourke and it is summer in Halifax. Uh, Here in Canada, these summer months are so special and they're so short-lived, so we won't be filming any new episodes over these coming weeks. Instead, our team has done something special. Over the coming weeks, you'll be able to revisit some of the podcasts and some of the conversations we had over the previous few months, or perhaps if you haven't visited them, maybe you'll, you'll, you'll experience them for the very first time. Today's episode, you'll see one of the most important moments or most exciting moments that we had as a ministry in this past year, and that's when we launched our, our book, Unlocking Your Parish. Ron Huntley and Father James got online and had a conversation with people from all over the world over Facebook. The team has put together the highlights of that conversation for you today. I hope you enjoy. When I got my first parish, what was burning in my heart is how do I, uh, what's the subtitle? (laughs) How do I make disciples and raise up leaders? When I invited Ron to join me uh, before I went to St. Benedict Parish, the reason that I reached out to Ron, he saw Alpha not just as a tool for evangelization, but a tool that could transform your church from inside out. I knew he got that. But evangelizing adults and also youth and kids at every single level, and we call, we do ask parishes to have a tool for evangelization of adults that is accessible to people on the outside. We don't say it has to be Alpha, but here's the thing. The list is pretty short. There's a, an enormous <laughs> list of programs and courses yes. and resources for discipleship to grow yeah. Catholics who have who are in one sense committed, but in terms of a tool for people who are on the outside, who are not connected, who feel that they're going to be judged or not accepted or don't know anything about the faith, uh, who have never met Jesus. The list of resources is very, very, very small. And Alpha obviously stands out. There's feeding sheep, there's catching fish, and there's bringing in the harvest. Mm -hmm. Those are three images that Jesus used a lot. And the thing is, there's a difference. Like, what are you doing? In an activity in, in, in your parish, are you feeding sheep or catching fish? But from the very beginning, if you don't see this as your, as a tool to fish, to catch fish, then you're never going to really implement it. And that's the difference. It, the bait is different. How do you break through the stodgy conservatism that seems to permeate so many dioceses in the United States? Make a distinction between theological conservatism, kind of character conservatism. And, and by that, I don't, I don't, I, what we've seen is that uh, openness to mission and resistance to mission seems to have no theological boundaries. Yeah. That's very much a personality thing, how you're hardwired. Some people are much <laughs> more open to innovating and trying new things, and people aren't. And we're much more open to innovating. We can sometimes be quite judgmental towards people who are not. Let's just be careful about judgment on people who might not be as passionate about things as we are. But that being said, find the people who are passionate and work with them. It's soul-sucking to be sitting in the pews of a church that's not focused on the people that you love and care about who don't know Jesus. Like as if the most important people are there and we can just forget about the rest of the world. We know it's wrong in our heart and our soul and we spiritually die. Find places where you can. Find a place where you can work with people who do have this call and sense that there's more to this and there are, and, and souls matter and we're going to go get them. And if what we believe is real, why are we so bad at bringing people alive with it? You also want to make sure you get non-church people there. But understand what's at the heart of Alpha. It's being invitational. It's being sensitive to those who are away from Jesus and it's creating a path that they can encounter Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you know, there's nothing, we talk about, you know, parish renewal, but in our experience, 
It was when begin to hear testimonies of people at masses who I remember a couple of months ago at St. Benedict's, one of the testimonies from a lady who was raised as a, as a Hindu, had no background with church and gave one of the most profoundly mm. compelling testimonies to the power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And she's joined the R- RCIA. It was unbelievable. When, when your parishioners start hearing testimonies like that, it's like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you want to try to somehow get people ramped up before you even start, it, it, you're never, it's never going to happen. Here's one thing. Pope Francis, I love the, the term that he's used, missionary disciples. And what, that, what does that communicate is that the call to discipleship and mission go hand in hand. Mission is not to, see, not to be seen as a stage that comes after discipleship. Mm. It's, it's at the same time. Discipleship and mission have to be held together. Same time, if you do mission without getting going on your discipleship, you're going to be very uh, fragile. Yeah. You know, you know, you're you're not going to be able to keep it going. You've got to do both together at the same time. The key to getting Alpha thriving is an invitational culture in your church, and that is only going to happen by personal invitation. I was yesterday meeting with uh, a lawyer. I've never met with a lawyer before to begin to think about a will. So I had a meeting with a lawyer and she says, well, I'm a, I'm a really, really, really fallen away Catholic. And I said, really? I said, how fallen away? Basically she has almost zero church background, but her, her, her grandmother was a Catholic and thank God for Alpha because I was able to say, Hey, we've got this thing. I think you would love it. It's it's perfect for you. It's 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 you. It's going to be welcome. No pressure. No 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 judgment. And and I showed her the the, the on the website. I sent her an email, and she was like really really enthusiastic awesome. and and saying yeah. And glad I had something to invite her to. And I think the tragedy is so many of our churches have nothing that someone like this lady could be invited to. And it's, it's, it's crazy. How do you get parishes? How do you get parishioners to go out there and do the invitation? I I think, again, this is where it's so important for pastors to get on board to, if you see the pastor's enthusiasm for something that they believe is going to make a difference. And if we link that to people that others care about, you know, it's, it's, do you have any family or friends that have fallen away from faith or don't know Jesus? Do you? And does Jesus make a difference? And do you think we can bring those two people together? Do you? I think we can. Here's what we're going to do. How about all of us ask five people? And what if we do that? And what if we start doing that together over and Because most people don't come to Alpha at the first invitation. Hearts hunger for the word of life. Jesus is still the bread of life. He, he is the answer. And, and we've, we've got the most precious thing in the universe. And, and, and he still is touching lives. And... You know, I think we really need to be convinced of that and be and be bold. But a part of it, really, one of the thing again, going on the whole taste and see thing, is that the best inviters for the next alpha, the people who just finished the the previous one, people who don't go to church, know all kinds of people who don't go to church, <laughs> and so they invite all their friends as well. But we also at Saint Benedict, from the very beginning, we would take uh, several weeks before the major alpha to yes. preach. So this is a key part for pastors is is in order to make sure that Alpha is seen as at the heart of what we do, you preach it. Don't just make announcements, preach it. Yes. Give it and give a compelling why behind behind the Alpha that's going to touch the heart. Even though the book just has entered into print, it's actually been read by a number of people. We passed it out. We, we got feedback. Yes. Uh, Alpha International reviewed it. And we also had people from other traditions look into, into mm. this book to see whether it would be applicable outside of the Catholic Church. Every time we do Alpha, people come from all kinds of denominations, and we're so excited. It is wonderful. But there, there's a balance there because one of the wonderful things about Alpha is that it, it it's 
we got to be very careful. It does, it's not like, you know, the, the theological content of Alpha is basic Christianity because that itself is a theological statement. But Alpha has never made that claim. Alpha has said that the content is what we hold in common. And that's a great place to celebrate that. We don't uh, deny the differences. And at the end of an Alpha and the, the week on the church, we would say, if you're from a different background, you might feel called to go back to your to the church you were raised in. But if, if you're not connected with the church and you feel a uh, connection here, we would love to have that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And generally that happens because evangelization is relational. It, it's it's friendship driven. And yes. what happens when people are in Alpha? They become friends. Amen. It's, you know, it's incredible what can happen. And we have so many friends from other denominations that we've worked with over the years at St. Benedict, helping them with training, coming on the Holy Spirit weekend with us. Like we just, we love the church no. and we're, we're proud Roman Catholics uh, and we love the church. This Because this book, I believe, has the power to unify a church around a tool that can have explosive impact in bringing people to Christ and transforming culture. They, 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 statistics show that somebody's far more likely to stay engaged in growing as a disciple if they make friends. What happens around a table deepens week after week after after week, trust grows, uh, vulnerability grows, and by moving people around all the time, you don't our experiences you don't go as deep, and so that's why that's why the weekend away versus a day away is, is so important. It's such an upgrade in people's experience because they, we have a fun night where everybody gets goofy, and there's a, there is all this mixing and mingling, and so as your church becomes more and more enmeshed in li- in, in lives that are focused on Jesus and empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's going to ignite every other ministry in your church. You're going to have years and years to fall in love with more and more people. Mm. The release of Unlocking Your Parish as a book was, was a, it was an important moment for us as a ministry, and it's already spread all over the world. If you haven't yet read Unlocking Your Parish, I encourage you, buy a copy from Amazon or wherever you buy your books and add it to your summer reading list. Join us again next week for another Summer Short. <laughs>